Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Jennifer Uzio, founder of Soul Language and the business of Soul. And this is Ask and Answered by Soul. This podcast is dedicated to providing you with tangible tools to embody your divinity and create a life based on freedom. Each podcast is focused on a topic that will guide you to listening and utilizing your essential nature. During each show, I ask an expert three key questions so you can understand that you're not alone on this journey and that your soul is the key to forming a life full of abundance, purpose, and passion. The goal of each interview is for you to take away a practice that you can do right now to change your life and understand what assistance is out there in the universe to support you. Lori Seymour is our guest today. We're talking about how to create an inner guidance business blueprint. Let me tell you a little bit about Lori. She's a quantum connection mentor, a two-time international number one best-selling author, and founder of the CEO of the Baca Institute. I hope I said that right. Is internationally known as the source for source. I love that. She helps visionary leaders and conscious business owners shift their vibration for more energy, focus, inspiration, and joy in their business and personal lives, leading to streamlined project creation, implementation, and financial abundance. Lori is also the host of the Wisdom Talk radio podcast. Welcome, Lori. Thank you, Jennifer. I'm so pleased to be with you today. Yay, I'm so excited. So the first question I ask everyone is, what has your soul shared with you throughout your journey? That is really the perfect question for how I've lived my life. Once I came to that place where I could start to connect with my own soul and uh, and and really my own relationship was always there, but I had so much self-doubt that was in the way. And so that self-doubt led me to question, to stop, to not follow through on the the guidance that I was receiving, but that I didn't trust was actually from my own inner experience. I love that. Yeah, you know, and I think that as we grow, you know, our trust level is a practice, right? So, mm-hmm. and it's a free will decision. And so we, it, it kind of grows and wanes and, and, when you're experiencing kind of that lack of trust, I think some people then tend to judge themselves, but that's an opportunity for us to invite more goodness into our lives and to see where we feel separate. Exactly. Cause it is exactly that it, in my mind, it's a matter of, do we feel separate or are we aware of the connection that actually exists and that's real and that's tangible And part of my work with people, certainly my work with myself was in coming to feel that, feel that connection, feel that, uh, experience the connection. And that happens through the, uh, an experience of receiving new energy systems with a particular person. And it's part of what I offer to people is that experience of that direct connection. Because that's where I started feeling love within myself and love for myself and from the universe, where I started feeling the connection, what you just said. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the inner guidance and and how do we kind of utilize that to support not just our life, but our businesses as well? Yeah, well... (sighs) People tend to, when they come to the business realm, it's fine to think about inner guidance for my personal life. 
But no, no, I've got to go back into that, um, you know, two dimensional or three dimensional world that only that is linear. That is what, how we've been trained, how someone else has said, oh, do it this way or don't do it that way. And all of those things are are part of what we already know. And the inner guidance is about tapping into what we don't yet know. It's it, I, I think of it as relating to our creative intelligence, not our emotional intelligence, but our creative intelligence, which is our own unique expression or connection with that quantum unified field, that energetic quantum field that has everything within it. So there, there's so much that you said there. <laughs> like, like that is like forever that we can spend studying all of that. Mm-hmm. But I do have a question for you. Okay. How do we tap into what we don't know? Because I think when you say that, people go, well, I don't know it. So how am I going to so know? Right? right? Like, <laughs> so what is like, what's a, cause I love the down and dirty tips. What's a down mm-hmm. and dirty tip or technique that anyone listening can start understanding or doing today to tap into the, what they don't know? So first and foremost, and this is not across the board, but so many people don't have an experience within their own body, within their own physical body, of what it feels like when they're getting something new. So they might have a new thought, or they might have a dream, they might have an idea, you know, a brilliant idea, then they say, Oh, well, puh. <laughs> you know, what does that have to do with me? I couldn't possibly, you know, all those kinds of um, denigrating thoughts. And so the first and foremost, foremost dirty tip is pay attention. Mm. don't discount those things that come in that seem like they're so far afield that they couldn't possibly relate to you. So when you start to pay attention to them and then notice how they feel in your body, notice how your own body responds to something. And it's not always a, um, if we're drawn, it's a yes. If we're not drawn, it's a no. I, I, and I think it's really important to get more and more and more refined with that and start being able to have discernment. But it all starts with how does, how do, how are we experiencing something in this moment in our body? So can you give us an example from your own life? So Mm. people can go, Oh, I know what she's talking about in a bigger way. So um, I was had a meeting yesterday with uh, someone that I hadn't met yet. And, um, and we were talking about this very thing. And uh, I, I was sharing with her uh, an, a situation where I was I was actually at a conference, and um, they were talking about this upcoming training. And I thought, well, I don't need that. You know, I've, I've been doing this stuff for years. That's not for me. But then there was an opportunity to get quiet, and I got. And that's part of the tip too: is you got to get quiet in order to pay attention. And I just went inside and asked. You know, because I was like, I was so clear on my no. <laughs> and I, and I said, okay, let me set aside the no and let me be curious. What is this? What could this be about for me? What is their purpose for me? And what I moved into, what I got was in asking that question was this was something I did need to do. And, and I was so surprised. I was certainly ready to just move on and. And, and it was a two-year training program. It was not a light 
undertaking. Um, so maybe it's not the best, you know, best example because it's easier to do it maybe in, in a smaller example, but this was important. Yeah. And it opened so many doors that I would have had no way of either opening or knowing would be open to me. So part of the whole puzzle is the trust. Trust that if this is something that I'm to do, if I'm to call Joan and she's just come to mind, but I haven't talked to her in 10 years to follow through. Yeah. And then I get to see. Yeah. And I also think that, you know, sometimes when we're trying to have that inner dialogue, I think a lot of people look for the golden ticket moment, you know, that big moment Mm -hmm. and there's not, there's golden ticket moments, everyone, but <laughs> they, they tend to be little tiny golden ticket moments. And I think, yes. you know, when we get a leading or when we get like an aha or when something pops or a knowing, or we get a little mm-hmm. twinge in our body, we tend to go, Oh, that's nothing. Mm-hmm. And yet those tend to be something that leads to big. And, and, and the way I've been doing all this is, you know, I do it with the dog because so often like I'll look at something, I'll be like, Oh, I should put that away. No, I don't like, it'll be fine. And then that's the thing she goes for. Right. Right. (laughs) Right? And so really starting to notice and play with things and really, really take the attachment out of it. Right. And I think some of those little things um, allow us to kind of tap into that bigger knowing without Mm. it feeling so much like life and death. Right. Right. We don't have to wait for the life and death moment. In fact, it behooves us to get practice with the small moments. And, but usually people don't do it until they are pushed, you know, to the life and death moment. Yeah. You don't always have to get hit by a two by four. And I, I literally was hit by two by four once everyone, and it's really earth shattering. And so, right. So start to practice, start to play with it, have open an openness and a curiosity. So Lori, what's been that big question you've been asking yourself lately? Ah, I seem to always be asking myself in one form or another, what's next? And and I mean, what's next for me? And then the, then there's a lot of questions that come along with that because I've been given a picture of what is next for me. I've been starting to, I've been moving forward with that. I've been inviting people to engage with me in this. And then there's always the next steps beyond that and the next questions. And so my own willingness to ask all those questions and to not be attached to, oh, this is how it came. This is what it means. Because what I find if I do that, I I get thrown off base so quickly because the universe comes along and says, oh, you thought it was going to be like this, did you? (laughs) And no, it, it was like that. And then there's more things that come in. There's more elements that come in. And so I find it's it's essential to keep asking about timing for things. Is this the right time for this? And what is needed in this moment? And then tomorrow, it's going to be a different day and a different energetic um, makeup of that day. Yeah. And to be willing to to be fresh with that. That's why I think about the inspiration into action. One of the programs I do is because... It's not just inspiration that's separate from the action. Yeah, you know, and you bring up a couple of good points and I want to circle back because listen, everyone, the universe, divine, whatever you want to call it, the God goo, it doesn't have free will. 
So it's not making choices for mm-hmm. you. But mm-hmm. what happens is sometimes when you see everything and then you have to shift because uh, that freaks people out when they see everything and then it doesn't come to manifestation mm-hmm. is because there's a free will involved. And so there's players that have moved on the chessboard that now you have to shift because people made other free will choices. And okay. I think so often people are like, well, then I can't trust my visions or I can't trust the divine. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No free will happened. And I think that timing is a great question. Uh, I say it, you know, is it in the greatest good of all, you know, mm-hmm. for me to blah, blah, blah at this time. Mm-hmm. Right. Which means if it's in my greatest good, it's in everyone's greatest good, whether they realize it or not. Right. And, you know, it's having those stable, you know, that stable of questions. I think people, when working with quantum physics, when working with the universal goo, don't ask themselves enough questions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think that makes for even more deeper sense of guidance. How do you feel about that? I think you have explained it so beautifully, Jennifer, and it's exactly right because we're never here alone and we're never doing something alone. And so, yeah, if if my colleague um, on the other side of the world decided, mm, I'm going to do this instead uh, and didn't even wasn't even aware of how that was going to impact the whole of what we may have been working on. Okay. It, we have to be, I like to say it this way, God's flexible angels and, and to shift in the moment. So we can't be attached to anything. And yet we have to keep asking the questions. We have to keep visualizing. We have to keep taking the action because we're not going to know. And I, and I love, I love being an inner researcher. You know, I love, and I invite people to do that, to become your own best researcher. Love that. So as we're wrapping up our time together today, how do people get more of your goodness? Mm. Well, I'd love for them to come over to my website, which is the Baca, B-A-C-A institute.com. People can find all sorts of things, including my quantum connection quiz over there. Lots of good things to read and information about the uh, next couple of, of classes, programs that are coming up, the inner guidance mastery blueprint and the um, Inspiration into Action Intensive. Beautiful. So as we're wrapping up here today, my last two questions are, the first one is, what is that one thing you want people to take away from our conversation today? That they are connected, that the universe is by its nature a connected universe. And since you're alive, you're part of that. And if you, if you really will breathe that in and receive it, it changes everything. Yeah. Agreed. You know, if you are part of the universe, what's true for the universe is true for you. Mm-hmm. And if you practice that one thing, that alone will transform your entire life. Mm-hmm. So my last question is, if you were a magnet on whatever you call your higher powers refrigerator, what would your magnet say? <laughs> Oh boy, that's a great question. Um, inner guidance, inner guidance starts here. Love it. 
Yay. <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much for your engaging conversation. I think we could spend hours chatting. We could. Uh, and thank you so much for spending the time with us today. My pleasure. My pleasure, Jennifer. Thanks for having me on. Everyone, you've been listening to Ask and Answered by Soul with Jennifer Rizzo. This podcast is dedicated to helping you understand that your soul is the answer. If you're interested in learning more about the answers of your soul, you can secure your free sacred practice tool at soullanguage.us forward slash sacred practice. Thanks, everyone. Don't forget to review, share, but most importantly, reach out to my guests because they're amazing. All right, everyone. Bye for now. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric acid. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Electric acid.